bollocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Unclassical. <laughs> it's it's warm, everyone. It it's is fucking warm. warm. I am Marsha. I'm Katie. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first time I've said to all you that autumn is the best season. <laughs> Everyone's always like, oh, you don't like summer. And I'm like, no. No one likes summer. I mean, I do like summer. I'm lying. <laughs> no one likes summer when it's like this. I have an ice cube in my bra right now, guys, and it feels warm. It feels warm. That's how warm it is. And it's not melted. Uh, what What is happening? I'm going to have to die. Anyway. I, uh, I, I just want to... I, I mean, you, you can address the irony if you want. Can I tell them what the theme is of today's episode? And that is, oh, like, yeah. the hottest day in the UK on record. Oh, yeah. Today is the fucking Christmas episode, guys. The fucking Christmas episode on the hottest day on record. I mean, you couldn't make this shit up. I know. When I read this um, part, it was, like, the, a really warm day in, like... I don't know, May. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is weird because I'm having such a nice spring summery time, <laughs> but also such Christmas vibes. And then I was writing the notes for it earlier today, sat in 40 fucking degrees, and was like, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> I'm not having a good time. Help, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, too yeah. warm. Too warm. Too warm. Well, we have ice mm. cubes. Um, right. So, yeah. Where, where did we get to last time? I remember Emma was being a pimp. Going to the local girls' school to steal wives. She does like steal wives. Last episode, yeah, we met our heroine Emma, mm-hmm. and she is. On we her... met everyone, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really meet her old governess, but the thing is, she all... got married. She got married. And the thing is, all her scenes aren't very interesting. She's yeah. not a very interesting person. So fair enough. Fair she's enough. there. I think that says more about Emma, to be honest. So, who in Clueless is the governess? Is that Dion? Is that her name? I guess so. Like the best friend? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess. Very different people. Yeah. The governess in this is a bit like... A bit like Meg from <laughs> Little Women. You know, oh, I thought you were Family Guy. But same no, not same if Meg was cool. I was thinking of Beth. <laughs> Meg, you know, sort of like, just very happy with the lot I've been given. I won't uh, strive for more. I won't strive for less. I just want a husband to put twins in my vagina. Yeah. She has got something more going on. She'll tell Emma that she needs to calm her fucking shit sometimes. But... Well, maybe Emma's more interesting. <laughs> Emma is more interesting. But yeah, that's why we don't really meet her, because she doesn't really mm. say anything interesting for a while. Fair but enough. Anyway. So yes, Emma is on her mission to matchmake her friends, including her latest muse, Harriet, with mm. the illegitimate daughter of a somebody, and Mr. Elton, the hot young vicar in tune. Oh yeah, and um, Emma had done the portrait of Harriet, and the vicar was like, oh, it's so good, and which it jizz everywhere, beauty. isn't it beautiful? Oh. And she was like, yes, Harriet is beautiful, and he was like, oh. obviously, like, no, I think your fair hand is beautiful. Let me put my cock in it. Yeah, I think she'll put it back with my cock. <laughs> like, kind of fun. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how we left it off. Oh, he went off to then get it framed in London. So he was like, it must be professionally done. <laughs> um, so that happened. Mm. And yes, he was very into the painting. The painting. And Emma was hoping that, and she's, well, she thinks that he's digging her friend because she thinks that all the compliments being like, oh, yes, you've really captured her beautifully and she looks wonderful is like compliments mm, yeah. to Harriet when it's compliments to the painting yeah um chef. my compliments to the chef yeah. <laughs> never was a true word spoken literally and nope he cannot put emma's wonderful average painting of harriet mm. and whisk it away to london to have it professionally framed mm-hmm. but on the very day of his leaving what should happen Ba-da-da. i don't know what did happen 
the very day of Mr. Elton's going to London, produced a fresh occasion for Emma's services towards her friend. Harriet had been at Hartfield, as usual, Emma's house, um, soon after breakfast, and after a time had gone home to return again to dinner. Bit back and forth, bit back and forth, bit back and forth, all right. Did she get the carriage out? Did she have to walk? I think she walked. They make (sighs) a big deal about getting the carriage out for literally like 15 minute walks. I mean... fine. Oh, sorry, sorry. They, like, say, I'm not getting the carriage out for a 15-minute walk, or they will just get the carriage out. Because uh, I was going to say, like, one, do you remember Tess of the Durbervilles when she was like, and I just went on a casual walk for 15 miles to the party? Yeah. They're like, Tess, you can't casually walk 15 miles for an evening affair. No, this is like, you know, the village we grew up in, this is like the equivalent of probably walking to the shop from our house. Okay, fair enough. She's no no Tess. She's no Tess. And it's all like, you know, nice lanes Mm. past like your other mates' houses. No rapist cousins. (laughs) No rapist cousins. No, it's it's, it's honestly such a cottage core Mm. vibe. Mm. I really like her. Um, It's some really nice moments. Um, But yeah, she pops home and then comes back after dinner. She returned and sooner than um, had been talked of and with an agitated, hurried look announcing something extraordinary to have happened which she was longing to tell. Okay. Half a minute brought it all out. She had heard as soon as she got back to Mrs. Goddard's that Mr. Martin... Remember Mr. Martin? No. He was the farmer that she kind of yes, had for, and but was if he like was, he was ugly. Yeah, and Emma was like, if he was fitter or poorer, I'd have noticed him. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. he was neither. <laughs> yeah. Dull. She mm-hmm. did, however, think he was like a slug man. Yeah. He's not actually a slug man. He's actually probably just quite shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he is actually quite a nice person. Anyway... That Mr. Martin had been there an hour before and finding she was not home, not particularly expected, had left a little parcel for her uh, for her from one of his sisters and gone away and on opening this parcel, she'd actually found, besides the two songs which she had lent Elizabeth to copy, the sister, mm. um, a letter to herself. And this letter was from him, from <laughs> Mr. Martin, and contained a direct proposal of marriage. What? Yeah. Sorry, I understand they can't shag until they're married, but fucking calm down. Also, you can't propose not in person. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I was too shocked at how quick it was. They've known each other for like six months, which in those times is probably equivalent to like 17 years. Okay, yeah, that's. I suppose that's actually all right. And she, yeah. has like, she did like stay with his family for six weeks. That's how they met. Okay, yeah, it's only because we've seen them together once and I'm like, you've met but on the morrow, you do not know yeah. each other. Um, okay, fair enough, fair enough. The time time is okay, but you can't propose in a letter. Don't no. be such a fucking dork. Yeah, what a loser. Like, but... I'm fully with Emma, fuck it. Yeah, no, I'll do better. Um, from Mr. Martin and contained a direct proposal of marriage. Who could have thought it? She was so surprised she did not know what to do. Yes, quite a proposal of marriage and a very good letter. At least she thought so. And he wrote as if he really loved her very much. She did not know. And so she was come come as fast as she could to ask Miss Woodhouse what she should do. Emma was half ashamed of her friend for seeming so pleased and so doubtful. (laughs) Sorry. You know, if you send a message to someone that's a little bit like, oh, they could take it either way. Yeah. And the stress that ensues after you send that message. That's going to have a fucking heart attack waiting for, like, that letter to come and back. It, he doesn't even have the red icon. No! He doesn't know when she's coming home. No! She could, sometimes she stays the night at Emma's. And then, I mean, it's got to come via a letter. I mean, I presume you'll send it with a boy. But that's still going to be an age. I'll shit myself. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, would you rather just like rip the rip the plaster off and do it in person, or send like, you know what? It's it's sneaky this, but uh, you want them to say yes, you do it in person. Yeah, you do. You put the pressure on. Oh my god, it's so much easier to be like, 
Oh, my heart doth not know what it wanteth, Sosa, but no. Nafam. Nafam, but in person. Like, I mean, this is like talking about manipulating people into marrying you. Like, yeah. not a good skill to well, have. Well, I always think that when people do really like public... Sorry if you got proposed to in public and they thought it was romantic. It wasn't. <laughs> um, but I do think it's really weird. Like, it's fine if, you know, you know the proposal's coming and that's your kind of thing to have like a massive crowd proposal. Don't know why it would be. Um, I think you don't have to know it's coming, but it does have to be your thing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. also just not to be completely out of the blue. Like, you've got yeah. clearly... Had to have had the conversation that, yes, yeah. we would like to get married. Yeah, yeah, We're, our relationship is heading that way. Yeah. Then, okay, fine, that's your thing. But it's when you see it, it's a complete shock, and it's like, we put pressure on them to say yes, because if they say no, it makes them the dickhead in the situation. Like, oh, but he's put loads of effort into it, and it's like, he's also a really manipulative piece of shit. Isn't that in, like, oh, it's a Christmas movie with... Um... Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Miley Cyrus likes likes proposes to his ex-girlfriend for him whilst he's on stage and she's like the ex-girlfriend is like yeah of course and then like after the stage she's like what was that all about he's like you said yes she's like yes because you proposed to me at a concert I couldn't be that person but obviously we're not getting married we're not even together and she's like oh yeah I suppose (laughs) yeah I haven't seen that film but yeah yeah like you're insane (laughs) yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, but no. Yeah, but, yeah, but, no, but, no, but, nah. Nah, I'm good. Nah, you're right. 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 <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> so. Goshams! A proposal done in Thorough Jane Austen style. Well, this is worth a very little detail. Um, <laughs> she loves that. And then they got married and, I don't know, the next morning at bref- breakfast, there were muffins. Yeah, muffins. There was an apple. I had a cup of tea. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Don't worry. There's a whole chapter discussing walking 10 minutes in drizzle coming up. So oh, we've got we, that to look forward well, she to. she knows about that. She only lived up, bro. Well, it's not, it's not going to be in this episode, that chapter. But mm. my God. <laughs> it was drizzly and my hair went frizzly. <laughs> oh, no, the person who does it, she's like, it was barely drizzling and I just wanted to go for a walk. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> you're a Edwardian. You'll die! You're pretty much. And you're just like, which calm the fuck down and then the person it happens to she's like it's fine let it go and then it's like i absolutely not i will send a carriage for you every morning she's like could you not <laughs> no drizzle shall get my wife and she's a fun, she's a fun character mm. she's she's coming up she's not in this episode okay. um anyway so back to the letter which we don't get to read by the way because as if jane austen knows what a proposal sounds like <laughs> she fucking doesn't and he wrote a very pretty letter and she really wanted to accept but I don't know, shy, moving on. Moving on. Have I told you about my hat? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Harriet begs Emma to read the letter to help her form a reply, which Emma does. Okay. Um, sorry, Emma doesn't make a reply, Emma reads the letter. Mm-hmm. There were not merely no grammatical error- errors, but a. Uh, sorry, I've started slightly earlier than I wanted to. Emma was not sorry to be pressed. She read and was surprised. The style of the letter was much above her expectation. Oh. There were not um, there were not merely no grammatical errors, but as a but as a composition, it would not have disgraced a gentleman. No, the language, though plain, was strong and unaffected, and the sentiments it conveyed very much to the credit of the writer. It was short, but expressed good sense, warm attachment, liberal liberality, propriety, even delicacy of feeling. What does this fucking letter say? Liberality, propriety, like you may also be short. my wife, but you could also sleep around, <laughs> like propriety, but. Do so in a bonnet. <laughs> Sorry. Dear Harriet, 
I love you. Most ardently. And I wish for your hand in marriage. However, as a young woman, you are free to make your own choices. Do as you will. I left you a cake. Merry Christmas. And a happy New Year. Boy. Boy. Boy, then. Anyway. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, she paused over it while Harriet stood anxiously watching. Ardently. <laughs> the best is Mr. Darcy's proposal. Like, I love you most ardently and I request you be my wife, but I fucking hate your family. Like, Will you marry me? Right. No. Why? Because you're fucking nuts, you mate. You spent 15 minutes insulting my mum? Yeah. And your mum's a snack. <laughs> Well, she is the worst. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm allowed to say it. You're not. Get fucked. Dimensional I'm rich. Just come again. That <laughs> is the best. Like, I've seen his house. I think he's hot. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I could marry this man. Help! I like him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, well, and um, says Harriet, and was at last forced to add, "Is it a good letter or is it too short?" Yes, indeed, a very good letter," replied Emma rather slowly. So good a letter, Harriet, that <gasps> everything considered, I think one of his sisters must have helped him. Emma! Emma. I mean, probably. But to be I honest... Think so. He's actually quite... Um, he, he knows Mr Knightley, and Mr Knightley is like, nah, he's a pretty solid guy. Like, but also, it, that's not a bad thing to say, like, I really fancy this woman. In fact, I'm in love with her, and I want to, like, you know, write the perfect letter to propose to her. Would you mind giving it a once-over, sis? Yeah, it's completely fine. Yeah. yeah. Just to come. Um, now Emma gets hella manipulative by uh-huh. telling Harriet she will give her no advice and the decision must be entirely her own, but that she must do it quickly so as not to keep him waiting. I mean, <laughs> so not to keep her waiting. I'm bored with you now. Hurry up. Bored with you now. Get on with it. Um, well, said the still waiting Harriet. Well, and, and, and what should I do? What should you do? In what respect? Do you mean with regard to this letter? Yes. But what are you in doubt of? You must answer it, of course, and speedily. Yes, but... What shall I say? Dear Miss Woodhouse, do advise me. Oh, no, no, no! The letter had better had much better be all your own. You will express yourself very properly, I am sure. There is no danger of your not being intelligible, which is the first thing. Your meaning must be unequivocal, no doubts or demurs, and such Ooh. expression of gratitude and concern for the, for the pain that you are inflicting as piety requires will present themselves unbiden to your mind. Computer, shut up. And also, I went, ooh, because there's a dog at the door and it made me jump. Should I let her in? Let the puppy in. Everyone, we're going to let the puppy in. Um, I'm just going to finish the sentence. For the pain that you are inflicting as propriety requires will present themselves unbiden to your mind. I am persuaded you need not be prompted to write, the, um, write with the appearance of sorrow for his disappointment. You think I ought to refuse him then? Oh, she doesn't want down. to. But also at the same time, didn't she kind of say like, if he's disappointed, that's 100% his own area. You're not responsible for his feelings. Because I do agree with that, oh, Emma. Yeah. Um, she's like, she's but putting also... the thoughts in her mind though. Yeah, she's yeah. Like... I, I do agree with that, Emma. But um, at the same time, um, uh, she, I think Harriet actually quite likes him, so fuck off. Yeah. But it's the manipulant chocker. Little puppy up, little puppy up, little puppy. Oh, it's a puppy, everyone. Oh, hello, gorgeous girl. Hello, so gorgeous good. girl. Oh, everyone. Everyone should have a puppy when they're recording. Mm-hmm. They have it in red-handed. Yeah. Yes, they do. They got yes, a little puppy there. Oh, she's so gorgeous. <laughs> she's so nice. I love her. Oh, Chucky, you're the one. <laughs> she's 
<laughs> She's going to eat the mic. <laughs> she said, I'm getting involved. Let me chew on it. <laughs> Baby, you can't eat the mic. Yes, I can. I'm lovely. <laughs> she stamped on it. <laughs> Katie's not allowed it anymore. Chalky said, I'm the co-host now. Come on. Time for a pool cast. <laughs> Can I have your mic? No. Oh, why? That was funny. Now she's hiding her head because she doesn't get to record. <laughs> Little flappies. Oh, I love you, Chucky. That was really funny. So good. Um, but yeah, like Emma's just being so manipulative, being like, well, "Of course, Miss Anne and Speedy will obviously say no." You good, Chucky? <laughs> On the laptop. <laughs> on the mic again. And she wants to go. Now she's gone. Bye. She might as well just punch her in the face as she left. She wrote, fuck a girl. She wrote, fuck you. And grrr. Fuck a girl. I mean, yeah. Okay. Great, great, great. She probably pinned the mic off. I was like, can I have it? No. No, this is my podcast now. <laughs> my podcast. That's funny. Oh, that gave me abs. That's funny. <laughs> anyway. Wait, where the fuck were we? Fuck, no, she moved the page. <laughs> she took over. Yeah. Right for the girl. Right for the girl. <laughs> so, yeah, Emma, you fucking suck. So not cool. So, this goes on for a while until for the girl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Chucky's contribution to the show. <clears throat> until. Miss Woodhouse, as you will not give me your opinion, I must do as well as I can by myself, oh. and I have now quite determined, really almost made up my mind, to refuse Mr. Martin. Oh. Do you think I am right? Perfectly, perfectly right, my dearest Harriet. You are doing just what you ought. While you were at all in suspense, I kept my feelings to myself, but now that you are so completely decided, I have no hesitation in approving. I mean, you suck. So now that you're saying what I think you should do, of course I can agree with you. Yeah, but the way she's dressed up being like, I cannot possibly tell you if you should or should not accept him. Obviously, when you Just write your Just do the reply, right thing. Do the right thing. And obviously, you'll have to let him down easily because, mm. you know, you must spare his feelings because mm. he's mm. going to be disappointed. When you let him down. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, you suck. Clever, clever bitch. I know. Clever girl. Clever girl. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking brazenness. Like, mm. it, I mean, obviously, we're not manipulative assholes. And if one of our mates did want to get married. And also we don't them. go and poach people from the local school to manipulate. I'm yeah. sure if I went around like the local school and picked up a couple of 16-year-olds, I can manipulate the shit out of them, but I'm not a dickhead. But it's like the brazen... Like, I don't know if I think that fast on my feet to be like... Do you know what I mean? Like, just be like, and obviously when you say no, but I'm not giving you any advice, so it's not my opinion, it's just what you will do. I don't know, I reckon I can manip- manipulate some 16-year-old girls quite easily. Yeah. Hence um, why grooming... Um, that's not a fucking challenge. <laughs> like, Worst thing, isn't it? So like, he likes me because I um. I'm so mature for my age. Yeah, not victim blaming at all, but it's just, honey, no. I'm not victim no. blaming because you're 16 and you don't know when you're really innocent. Manipulative. Yeah, manipulated, like you're, you're, not you're, manipulative. <laughs> you're easy to manipulate. Yeah, like that's the thing. I don't think it's a challenge. It's shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. Hence why adults are meant to fucking know better and leave the fucking children alone, you prick. Yeah, Emma. Yeah, Emma. I think Emma's a, a grooming pimp, to be honest. She is. Um, but yeah, she's ruined the rhythm. Me. So Harriet does write back. Sorry, um, hoes are no good if they get married. She's spoken like a true pimp. 
Oh, Emma does go on to say she's all like, thank fuck, because if you'd gone to live at that farm, I couldn't have been your friend anymore. Because couldn't have been your me. pimp anymore. Yeah. Mm. It's quite far out my way. <laughs> Such a dick. Yeah, she basically does. She's a dickhead. Mm. Anyway, um, so Harriet writes back to refuse Mr. Um, Mr. Martin. Emma, you're just a manipulative, terrible person. Not mm. cool. Not cool, man. So Emma and Harriet send off the letter, and the next day, Mr. Knightley drops in to see them and invite Mr. Woodhouse on a walk, um, to which Mr. Woodhouse replies... Mr. Woodhouse. Mr. Woodhouse um, replies, I would ask for the pleasure of your company, Mr. Knightley, but I am a very slow walker. <laughs> and my, a hedgehog! And my pace would be tedious to you. And besides, you have another long walk before you down to your home, down, down Well Abbey. I love him. He's a hedgehog. He is. I would very much like to go for, but I would not like to tie you, and I, I fear my slow pace would bore you. <laughs> no, let me just rustle off. <laughs> so cute. Anyway, Emma goes for a walk with him instead. And Mr. Knightley tells her how excited he is because Mr. Martin is planning to propose to Harriet. <gasps> and surely Emma were, um, does agree how excellent this will be for both of them. Ooh. Ooh. Nope. Emma delightedly informed him that he has proposed and promptly been refused. And Mr. Knightley's like, it's fucking embarrassing. I told him to do it. I, I just want to like, him to do that. I watched him write the letter. I thought it was, I thought it was a lovely letter. <laughs> it was a very nice letter. Yeah, and um, I was like, it was. But no. Is that why it doesn't have grammatical errors then? Or no. is it because he's actually, he, he's he, on his grammar? He's on his grammar. He's on his grammar. It's just, Emma's just, Emma's just really classist and a dick. So she's like, he's a Who does that remind us of, Katie? I mean, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should say, is this going to alienate us? Yeah. It is. They, they were feral people at the Lido. Look, it's not our fault. We watched a man pick his nose, make eye contact with us, and then wipe his booger on his bare nipple. I mean, that's not class, is that? That's just disgusting. <laughs> just, they were feral. The children were feral. Well, I've never I've never been so splashed <laughs> so much in my life. And why did they not understand personal boundaries? We just went through COVID. Yeah. All the people that should be aware of boundaries, it should be everyone. Yeah, it should be everyone. <laughs> Like, and people just ca casually swimming it into you. Not even saying sorry or being like, oh, bumped into you there. Just like, properly like, just being like... Just mowing you out the yeah, way. Yeah, and just being like, this is my space now. And you'd be like, oh, I was here! <laughs> I still am here! I'm inside you now! Yeah, I did have a few people kick me in the butt. And I'm like, look, mate, I need, I need to go to the Luau and not do that. I only had one person scrape my ass. I had a couple. <laughs> And then there was that girl who proper drenched me. She like did like a I don't know what she fucking did. She, she just kicked a load of water over you. <laughs> it's like, I I really related to Cruella Deville in that moment, and I was ready to start drowning children. Like, okay, how you kill them? Just kill them and do it now. Kill the editor, do it now. <laughs> Uh, 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 I laughed my um, microphone away from me. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I'm not a maternal person. And I, I do think, I really do think, and I don't think I'm unreasonable in this, but I do think that, like, zoos, petting farms, lidos... You should be able to drop your kids off there and they'll just take them and put them in a cage. <laughs> no. I think there should be adult-only days. Yeah, I agree. Because sometimes I want to go and swim in a nice pool and go on the side... But I don't want to have 12 screaming, splashy kids around me, bumping into me and running into me at the side of the pool because they're not fucking looking where they're going. That didn't actually happen, but it nearly happened. Mm. They were just like... And then, like, the, if that had happened, they'd have fallen and smacked themselves in the concrete. Then I'd have been, look, like, looked like the baddie. Mm. Yes, I would have pushed them as well. <laughs> but that's beside them. the point. 
<laughs> I just think so many places I want to go and enjoy, like pumpkin picking patches. Oh my god, there's so many fucking kids there. So many. Fair. They're less annoying than the one I go to because it's quite a, it's like a big farm area. So, and then they have like loads of activities that are kid centered, so the kids tend to stay down around there. Then you can you can do your own thing. This, you can still hear them. Oh yeah, they are still there, and but it is also quite funny because then they're like, "I like the biggest pumpkin here," and you have to walk like, it's not far. It's probably like half a kilometer. Mm. It's really not far, but with your pumpkin, you have to carry yeah. it back, and you just see the parents being like, <sighs> "I'd be like, you can pick the biggest one you can carry." Oh yeah. Bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> savage, but they're still in the pram. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Oh, it looks like you can't have one. It sucks for you for being so young. Probably can't even understand. You're in a pram. Shut up. Yeah. Can't talk but no, yet. fully, yeah. Um, kids ruin everything. They do ruin everything. This is the thing. I had a com- full tangent, guys. Yeah. Sorry. But someone asked me the other day at work um, if I wanted to have children. And I, and I was in a group of people, and I know they all have, well, yeah. everyone in that group did have kids, yeah. I think. Um, so obviously I have to be a bit polite and be like, oh no, just saying it's for me rather than being like, I fucking hate them, I think it's the worst thing you could ever do to yourself. <laughs> but uh, there were a couple of people like, oh, you don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Right. Also, there are a number of people who are just sort of like, oh, you'll change your mind. And I'm right. like, maybe. I might right. change my mind and also just decide to become a murderer one day, but you don't say that about that, really, do you? No. Um, There's still time for you to be a murderer, Katie. There's still time. There's still time. It's like, that's the thing, they're like, you can still change your mind. And I'm like, I know. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm okay. Yeah. Like, just... Like, what do you want to do with yourselves? Have fun? Go on holiday? <laughs> just talking about bullying children. I got a round of applause at work today after I did the Victorian school teacher workshop. Yeah. And um, I literally just bullied the kids. At one point, the boys were, like, being, like, really slow and, like, reacting really slow, like it's a heat wave or something, aren't they? Mm. And I called them old doddery gentlemen. <laughs> old doddery gentlemen. Like, like a bunch of old doddery gentlemen. Gosh. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way, but in like a banterous, fun way, mm. like that. They like it. I took their abacuses off a few kids because they were rattling them. Good. I was like, absolutely not, give it back. <laughs> and I was like, if you can be mature enough to cooperate in the class, you can have it. If not, I'm taking it away. And then they were scared. Good. <laughs> then I got a round of applause. <laughs> 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 that was it later. They were like, the kids keep saying what a good actress you are. I'm like, I'm not acting. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Not acting, I'm just very hard and angry. <laughs> no. Anyway, where were we? Anyway, Mr Knightley ends up fi- um, finding out about her her intentions for Harriet and Mr Elton and tells her that Mr Elton is a shallow... When you said her intentions for Harriet, because like her their intentions usually means their romantic thing for that person. I was like, she fancies Harriet? Alright. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. She's like, she's so beautiful. She's mine! Mine! <laughs> Mr. Martin can't have it because then I can't be her friend. <laughs> She's not keen on him. She's only keen on him. I mean, a little accurate. <laughs> a little fucking accurate. Amazing. To be fair, that fits. It's the show fits Emma. <laughs> anyway, um... And um, Mr. Knightley tells Emma that Mr. Elton is shallow and will never marry beneath him. And Emma is just like, <gasps> you think Harry is beneath him? She is the daughter of nobody, Emma. Yeah, yeah. We don't know point. who her dad is. He is a nobody. She's like, wow. Could be somebody, though. Fucking watch. Yeah. Um, watch me work. Pretty much. And so he kind of goes off in a huff and like he's very embarrassed because he... <laughs> Because uh, he was basically like, of course you should propose to her. She really likes you. Hmm. Of course she'll say yes. She's like, no. 
Sorry. Sorry. Really big job there. Really didn't see that not working out. Yeah. You know, I really saw that working out. And there would have been for the fucking Emma. Well, it wasn't for these pesky Emmas. Mm, pesky Emmas. Anyway. Time moves on. Emma and Harry and Mr. Elton read some poetry together. The things That's we nice. did before Netflix. Um, and Emma reads... <laughs> when you said things we did, it sounded like it was going to be a title. And I was like, like things we did before the summer. Like, I was like, ah, oh, things we did before Netflix. I mean, I could read you some of the poetry. It's in the book. Is it good? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> since it's not in here. Um, the things we did before Netflix. Anyway, Emma reads some of it back to her dad, which is cute because everything with Mr. Woodhouse is just nice. The little it? hedgehog shuffles in. He does. His nose I twinkles. Twinkles? Twinkles. What do I mean? Oh, I can't. Twitches. Yeah. Um, the, I'll read you a bit of the poetry that he remembers. She read it to him just as he liked to have anything read, slowly and distinctly and two or three times over, oh. with explanations of every part as she proceeded. Oh, no, he sounds annoying. And he was very much pleased, and as she had foreseen, especially struck with the complimentary conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a silly old man. He is cute, but my God, that sounds like a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Once more. And what's the meaning? Yeah. <laughs> well, you should know as I said it three times. Oh, yeah. And this is all he can remember. Um, for Because he's like, also knows a little bit of poetry himself. Oh. Kitty, a fair but frozen maid, kindled a flame I yet deplore. The hood-winged boy I called to aid, though of his near approach afraid, so fatal to my suit before. Oh. I'm mainly jealous because Kitty's frozen. What about you? Oh, to be for a frozen maiden. <laughs> she kindled a flame. You'll <laughs> bet you Marcus with your fire. <laughs> yeah, dickhead. <laughs> anyway, I really read that passage out, not the kitty frozen maid bit, but about <laughs> having it read slowly and um, distinctly two or three times because mm. it reminded me of our dad. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's when you get to the end of it and he's just not listened. And like, say you've mentioned France, but that literally was not the end of it. Like, not the point. And he's like, the thing about France, you don't understand it. It's like, that wasn't even the point. It's funny though. But when he just he just looks at you and you're like, You good? Are you good? You still with us? No, you're smiling. He looks furious. <laughs> he does. He's like <laughs> Again, great for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine the most intense, angry stare. And you're like, Are you alright? Yes. You're all very special to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're strange kind of growing up. It's strange. He is funny. It's um, very weird. Yeah, he is funny. <laughs> Mr. Woodhouse is weird. Mm. Um, anyway, moving on. So, <clears throat> as we've already established, but we're going over it again because I wrote it in the notes and then you said it at the beginning anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. Uh, so, as all of our UK listeners are aware, we're currently living in the fucking sun. Mm. Yeah, we've migrated to the sun. And it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And everyone who says that they love summer in the heat can die. Mm-hmm. Um, delinquents. Mm-hmm. So what could possibly be better than closing your windows, cuddling under the blanket and making yourself a hot chocolate? Because <laughs> it's Christmas tidings. Mm, Christmas That's tidings. Are fucking Christmas can season. they make themselves a hot chocolate though? Or do they need the help to do it? Uh, the help, I'm assuming. The, it, I haven't really gone into it, but there's a bit later on where Emma gets her hair curled and she, she probably she was going through some shit. We'll go into it. But yeah, she still had the maid curl her hair. Okay. I mean, it was Christmas Eve, so she, you know. <laughs> I wanted to, because I want everyone to like me. <laughs> to be fair, I like I like to plait my hair on Christmas Eve so it's curly for Christmas Day. That's not the vibe. But I also do it myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
want to look pretty for everyone. Yeah. I don't want to fucking fuck about curling on Christmas morning. I've got important shit to do. <laughs> I've got presents to unwrap. Yeah. <laughs> that time, my now ex, um, came around to like, well, lots of times that he came around for Christmas and then because presents at our house isn't kind of like a massive deal yeah. and we do them much later in the day and it got to like, I don't know, like half 11. And I was like, you're right. And he was like, it's like half 11, I haven't opened any presents. Like, you're 30 years old. James is exactly the same. Um, but now, because I spent a few Christmases here, where it's like the second everyone's away, it's like presents. Yeah. Well, now I get back to my dad's, I'm like, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I want some presents. I like it, it like stretches it out. I do too, because then I also feel um, that, yeah, once it's done, it's like, mm. um, but yeah, I like both aspects, to be honest. I just like to have enough presents, you know, I'm always opening them throughout the day. Yeah. I do. <laughs> See, I know you do. <laughs> I like to have lots of things. <laughs> James said to me earlier, sorry, other tangent, um, but you saw I got the I got some underwear today with mm. lemons on it. Yes. Um and um James was like, Do you like it when I tell you you should buy things? So I was like, Yes, it makes me feel justified in my purchases. <laughs> and it's like and he said, yeah, sometimes I encourage you to buy small things because I think it will stop you buying other things. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I was like, I like to shop for pretty things for me. He has all the things. You can buy them for me too. Yeah, well, he does buy those. I forgot my wallet. Oh, there you go. You can grab your ass in those and say lemon grab. You can go, unacceptable. Best idea fucking ever. I kind of presumed that conversation had happened when you no. bought them. We were too hot. <laughs> lemon grab. Amazing. He's gonna. If anyone doesn't know, lemon grabs from Adventure Time, and you just James is gonna shit him himself with excitement when we tell him that. <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, it's gonna be messy. <laughs> I've had this at Provisimo before. I'm like, oh, I really well, don't like. Shit himself. No, I really don't like picking out other people's sex clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me out. It makes me out. <laughs> okay. They're not sexy underwear. They're just some pants with lemons on. Lemon grab. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. So, turn your OCs up, everyone. Get cold. Get a blankie. Get some tea. Put some Christmas songs on. Because it's mid-December and Emma's sister Isabella and her husband and children are planning to come for Christmas. Yay! How merry. How very merry. Anyway. One morning, Harriet and Emma are out for a morning walk and they go past the vicarage. And Emma is teasing Harriet about how soon that will be her house. And um, they get on the topic that uh, that all young women are absolutely obsessed with and is definitely their defining characteristic in every book, film, TV show ever. Marriage. Marriage. And this is why Jane Austen was kind of cool and a bit ahead of her time. Um, Emma has some pretty good views on marriage for herself. Um, the same cannot be said for Harriet. I will come back to that Emma theme later in the book when more plot things have been revealed. Well, they might. Well, I'll just read. Mm. Um... I do so wonder, Miss Woodhouse, that you should not be married or going to be married, so charming as you are. Emma laughed and replied, My charming, my, my being charming, Harriet, is not quite enough to induce me to marry. I must find other people charming, one other person at least. And I am not only not going to be married at present, but have very little intention of ever being married at all. Ah, oh, you say this, but I cannot believe it. Believe what women say. Leave her yeah. alone. Um, I'm, I'm a 
must see somebody, I must see somebody very superior to anyone I have seen yet to be tempted. Mr. Elton, you know, recollecting herself, um, is out of the question, but I do not wish to see any such person. I would rather not be tempted. I cannot really change for the better. If I were to marry, I must expect to repent it. <laughs> Imagine that kind of, I love her, I love her level of confidence. I was well, expecting I you to come out with that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't really get any better, so... <laughs> I just, got married and I had to repent it. Yeah. Shit. I'm just pretty, pretty perfect as I am. <laughs> Dear me, it's so odd to hear a woman talk so. I have none of the usual inducements of women to marry. Where I'd fall in love and I'm not like other girls. Yeah. Well, also, like, the, she does go on, it does make sense. Um, were, were I to fall in love, indeed, it would be a different thing. But I never have been in love. It's not my way or my nature. And I do not think I ever shall. And without love, I am sure I should be a fool to change such a situation as mine. Fortune I do not want. Employment I do not want. Consequence I do not want. I believe few married as ha... Um, I believe... I, sorry. I, I believe you should get married because yeah. you're not as wonderful as me. Yeah. And it would make your life richer. I, however, am great. I already am rich. I believe few married women are half as much mistress of their husband's house as I am of Hartfield, and never, never could I expect to be so truly beloved and important, important, so always first and always right in my in any man's eyes as I am in my father's. Yeah, Bit weird. weird, yeah. But also, I get what she's saying. With um, I have none of the usual inducements of women to marry. So, well, I already have a pretty good standing. So, mm. most women marry for status and money mm. and security. Romantic. Yeah, it was yeah. Like romantic. Yeah, romantic. Yeah, mm. romantic. But also, fair point. Anna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then to be an old maid at last, like Miss Bates. Have we talked about Miss Bates yet? Does she know Master Bates? Yeah, she wishes. <laughs> um, obviously, Harriet, fuck you. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Miss Bates is like... Harriet, fuck you. Oh, for saying that... Um, to be an old maid. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought... Um, Emma was coming in a show. But then at the same time, I don't want to be an old maid. Sorry, yeah. Harriet said that, right. Yeah. So Miss Bates is, she's not as high in a higher class as the rest of them, mm. but she's in like their friendship group. But Harriet didn't even know her father. Harriet didn't even know her father. <laughs> um, so Miss Bates is a very sweet lady. She's very sweet. She's a big chatterbox, which is a bit annoying, but she's really lovely mm. and just like a good soul. Yeah. She's like, I don't What's an animal? If Mr. Woodhouse is a hedgehog, she's like, I don't know. Puppy? Yeah. A bulldog puppy? Yeah, she's like very mm. energetic, mm. very intense. And I finds her quite annoying mm. um, because she does talk a lot. Um, mm. And suddenly she's like unintentionally rude, but it's like, it's not from a she's bad She's a staffy. Place. Yeah, she just kind of just says things. Mm. But, oh. Bogey. Bogey come out your nose? Why don't you wipe it on your nipple? Yeah. <laughs> really itchy nose. Pollen count fucking me off. <laughs> anyway, um, but we'll meet Miss Bates a bit later on. But yeah, she's just kind of around. She's very sweet and nice. But Emma doesn't like her because she talks too much. Quiet, <laughs> um, bird. Yeah. So this is Emma speaking. This is um, this is as formidable at any images as you could present, Harriet. And if I thought I should ever be like Miss Bates, so silly, so satisfied, so smiling, so prosing, so undistinguishing and unfastidious, fastidious, fastidious. And so apt to tell everything, everything relative to everybody about me. I would marry tomorrow. But between us, I'm convinced there never can be any likeness except in being unmarried. But still, you would be an old maid and that's so dreadful. <laughs> yeah, I grew up Harriet. Yeah. Never mind, Harriet. I should not be a poor old maid. And it is poverty only which makes celibacy contem contemptible to a generous public. 
A single woman with a very narrow income must be a ridiculous, disagreeable old maid, the proper sport of boys and girls. But a single woman of good fortune is always respectable and maybe as sensible and pleasant as anybody else. Now, you know how I said uh, um, that Emma had some good modern views? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote that before I read, reread that part. Like, <laughs> swinger is there, Jane Austen. Swinger is there. It's okay swing. to be single as long as you're rich. Yeah, obviously, because yeah. uh, if you're poor, then uh, ugly. Everyone should make fun of you because yeah, gross. Gross. Um, obviously. So, uh, yeah, swinger miss, swinger miss. You had, you had some good points going into it and you, huh. know, you, were, you were bang on the nail being like, well, most people marry for money and yeah, I don't yeah. have that problem, so why would I? And this uh-huh. is for life. Fair enough, fair enough. And then, then, then you brought the class into it, Emma, which yeah, is problematic. Yeah. So, um, the class and the wealth, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we move. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I agree. I mean, even today, it is a lot harder to be sing a single person going through life because obviously if there's two of you, you have two salaries and everything, mm-hmm. and it does make everything a lot easier. But uh, fuck it. <laughs> On that note as well, why another reason? I mean, I don't want kids for not these reasons, but just to add to it. Um Childcare is like a sal- is a full time salary. Yeah. So it's like most people's like, well, there's no point going back to work because I don't I, I'd be still using And also, money. a lot of people are on that threshold where they get a certain amount of an allowance for childcare because they earn a certain amount, and then if they earn a little bit more, they lose a massive chunk of their allowance. So they yeah. end up like losing out on. So someone I work with, they work two days a week with me, and um, they got offered one extra day a week, and yeah. they worked it out, and she was like, I'm a couple of grand like worse off a year because of it. Because I lose out on childcare allowance, so obviously, it's just, I can't do it. <laughs> like it's so expensive. And just like, but you're working more. Like I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Emma's sister and family have come to stay for the festivities. So remember, Isabel uh, is Emma's sister. Yep. Um, and she's married to Mr. John Knightley, who is the Mr. Knightley that we know's brother. Yes. So I'm going to refer to Mr. Knightley as Mr. Knightley, the one we know. Mm. Mr. Knightley. The other one's Mr. John. Mr. John. And Mr. John is Mr. Knightley's brother. Yes. Um, but yeah, just to say that I'm getting confusing. Mm-hmm. Also, they do this quite a lot. So they generally refer to Mr. Knightley, we know as straight Mr. Knightley. Mm-hmm. And they generally refer to Mr. John Knightley as Mr. John Knightley, mm-hmm. just for context. And then they refer to Isabella as Mrs. John Knightley. Of right. course, of course. Mrs. John Knightley was Disgusting. a pretty elegant little woman of gentle, um, quiet manners and a disposition remarkably amiable and affectionate, wrapped up in her family, a devoted wife, a doting mother, and so tenderly attached to her father and sister that but that for these high ties, a warm love might have seemed impossible. She could never see a fault in any of them. She was not a woman of strong understanding or any quickness, and with the resemblance of her father, she inherited also much of his constitution, was mm. delicate in her mm. own health, over-careful, of that of her children had many fears and many nerves and was as fond of her own Mr Wingfield in town as her father could be of Mr Perry Mr Perry's their local mm. doctor and um yeah Wingfield's her doctor in town yeah. um so I know they're not the same creatures but her dad is a hedgehog and she is a little dormouse she is a dormouse that is also the image I have yes it's, sorry just, this is wind in the willows yeah, what's Emma a fox <laughs> no. a dick a stoat no, she's a, she's like a kingfisher or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a swallow. Yeah. <laughs> she's a kingfisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. going, picking those fishes, dropping them in matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's savage. Anyway, so yeah, Mr. Perry is that local doctor. Yes, the perfect woman, devoted mother and wife, gentle, submissive, great. Mm. Anyway, just John Knightley, her husband's annoying, uh. and. To be fair to him, I will say this, 
Don't think he means badly. Yeah. I think he's just quite irritable. But sometimes you get snappy with um, Mr. Woodhouse Hedgehog. And no! I know! I mean, he uh, does sound infuriating. Like, yeah, he is infuriating, but also no. Um, but yeah, he is just annoying, moody and snappy. And yeah, sometimes he gets annoying with Woodhouse and you shit me. Shits me! <laughs> um, they also have two little boys and a baby girl. I think it's a little girl. Um... And the kids aren't massively in it. They're just there. Yep. Um, but Mr. Woodhouse loves the children being around him because he likes being Grandpa Hitchcock. Oh, cute. So cute. Anyway, George Knightley, the one we know, comes over for dinner and him and Emma agree to disagree on the whole Harriet Martin situation in the creepiest way possible. Christ. <clears throat> so they basically agree to, um, to be sure, our discontent coordinates must always arise from me being in the wrong yeah. Emma. yes he said smiling and reason uh, um uh, yes he said and reason good i am 16 years older um old i was 16 years old when you were born oh. a material difference then she replied and no doubt you were much my superior in judgment at that period of our lives but does not the lapse of one and 20 years bring our understanding a good deal nearer yes a good deal nearer but still not enough to give me a chance of being right if we think differently. I have still the advantage of you by 16 years' experience, and by not being a pretty young woman and a spoilt child. Come, my dear Emma, let us be friends and say no more about it. Well, yeah, you just fucking insulted me, you cunt. Also, Sorry, he's just, like, he's hanging around too much. He's he's negging. He's full-on negging. He fancies her at this point. I don't care there's, like, a revelation, and he's like, I never saw her this way until she got her fanny out. Yeah. No, he's negging, he's grooming... Predator! He is a full-on fucking predator. Also, five-year-olds play this card. My birthday before you, so I'm older than you. That means you have to do what I say. You're fucking better come back. Literally! And, he, this, I, and this I is what I mean. I was older than you. I know I've had another 21 years. And yet you're still using that. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. And this is what I mean with people who like neg. They do have stupid comebacks and everything. And they are stupid. They do. And that's why they have to break down your own self-esteem so that you're like, oh, anything. Like, oh. It's infuriating. Anyway, See. John and George, who are brothers and haven't seen each other in months and are actually really good friends, greet each other in that robotic way men do. <laughs> Brother. The, um, so yeah, they, the, Father help. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. No, my boy. Father, help. <laughs> that's my favourite thing. Uh, uh, I don't think that's that niche. I don't want her to get so defensive about it. I just feel like, I don't know, lots of people I know don't spend all their time on reels. Why not? I know, because they're fucking great. Let's I'm... see if we can share one of those reels. Yeah, they're my favourite. Oh, also, while TikTok. we're talking about fucking niche, no one got involved with the niche reference last time to him. I'm not bald like that. <laughs> She's not bald like that. <laughs> and you've only given her one <laughs> It was the owl who was afraid of the dark. It's on YouTube, guys, the audiobook. You have no excuse. Do better. Do better. Go listen to it. Have the best guys, time. Guys, genuine word of advice. Yeah. Wait till it's like... The fifth. Wait till the fifth of November. Mm. Put it on. Mm. It's just the magical first introduction to Christmas. It's only an hour and a half long. It's on YouTube. An hour and a half. I think. So. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, about around that. that. Yeah, yeah. I give or take a bit. Um, but yeah, it's just a magical story about a little owl who's afraid of the dark. Why would you not want to listen to that? And it's all like wintry, Christmassy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Autumny. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a very good night for an afraid. <laughs> Too cloudy. <laughs> Quotable line. It's so good. <laughs> anyway. 
so yeah men are fucking robot idiots um how do you do george and john how are you succeeded in the true english style burying under a calmness that seemed all but indifference real attachment which would which would have led either of them if, requ- if requested to do everything for the good of the other i thought you'd be like i love you man i know if they're just like and if they give into it i don't know they're probably fucks <laughs> it's like you good you good all right yeah. i would die for you i would fucking kill for you brother <laughs> it's like okay brother <laughs> Bro- that's my bro <laughs> no my bro brother hell brother hell <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it with them. That's the best. I'm sure you could cut together a bit of footage with it. No, my bro. <laughs> brother help. Brother help. Are there any other brother duos that are good in the books we've covered? Ooh. Oh, I just thought about Piggy and Ralph. Oh, brother help. Ralph help. Oh. That's my pig. <laughs> Oh yeah, Piggy That's Hell. my Ralph. No, my Ralph. Piggy <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excellent. Oh, I can't think of any others. Uh, there must be more. Oh. oh, I suppose Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley are quite cute. Yeah, well, actual brothers, but I mean, um, yeah, um, bromances. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. There's the guy who um, goes to prison because he gets in debt and he kind of like a Mr. Oh, I cannot remember his name. I want to say Bumblebee, but that's not his name. Oh, I'm a Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, they're not really vibing. It's more David Copperfield and his aunt. Yeah. Aunt help. I did think of another brother. Oh, no, is. David falls in like love with that guy he went to school with that was a few yeah. years older. Yeah. And then he like is a dick. That? Yeah. I was also thinking with um Jem and Ooh, what was his brother called? Joss, Joss Merlin. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's my bro. Yeah. He's getting carried off flying to prison. No, my bro! Brother <laughs> That was a good one. Like, yeah. now you're good. Yeah, so, uh, guys, any more iconic bromances in literature that we've done or that you know about? Yeah. Let us know. And we'll make memes about it. Yeah. Well, reels. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, everyone's come around for a jolly old time <laughs> at Christmas. And uh, they end up having literally a 10-page conversation with Mr. Woodhouse being concerned for the children's health and that the sea air couldn't possibly be good for them. And then Isabella's like, oh, no, well, our doctor said it was very good and they do have pinker cheeks. Pinker cheeks could be the sign of a fever. Mr. Perry should see them. Oh, well, our doctor says this, but we could see Mr. Perry. Yes, we should see Mr. Perry. This kind of wear is good, but not this kind of wear. For 10 pages. Oh, my God. It's like... Okay. Um, so, I mean, I we do... We don't have time for this in this economy. So this is the thing. It's like, I do get... Because then um, Mr. John kind of... He kind of says something sarcastic. He's sort of like... I can't remember exactly what it is because it's not that interesting. But he does say something kind of sarky to Mr. Woodhouse, basically being like, God, if only we had something important to talk about! <laughs> funny. Um, and it's not that funny. But it's like... <laughs> and it does kind of like make him be like, oh rude um but and it is rude because mr woodhouse is a hedgehog but also i'm mm. like i can't fucking see and also i can understand that he's getting frustrated because he's like you think i don't know how to look after my wife and children mm-hmm. and he's like he doesn't mean it like that Lord. he's just a nervous hedgehog he's just a nervous hedgehog. and he's sweet so and don't make it orcs yeah the one that's sad at yeah <laughs> yeah so he's quite insecure anyway mm. um 
Let's talk on the air of Christmas parties. <laughs> How exciting. Mm. Um, it is to be hosted by the Westons on Christmas Eve. Um, and their house is called Randall's. And so they keep being like, it'll be hosted at Randall's. I'm like, who the fuck's Randall? Randall? Yeah. Mm. Um, but, and yeah, it took me far too long reading the book to establish that. <laughs> um, but yeah. On Christmas Eve, to welcome in the festivities, and Mr. Woodhouse would be coming along with Isabella, John, Emma, Mr. Knight, and Harriet as well as <gasps> Mr. Elton. Ooh! Oh, kick off. Everything was perfect, thought Emma. Christmas Eve, the assistance of a little wine, would see Mr. Elton and Harriet. Emma's having a drink! Oh, Mr. Merton's having a drink, is that what you're saying? Mr. Elton. Oh, yes, yeah, Merton, sorry. Yeah. Elton. And a little wine would um, see Mr. Elton Harriet driven into each other's arms at long last. Ugh. Oh my god, my nose is so itchy. Um, however, just before the party, Emma received sad news that Harriet has a sore throat. Oh and no! And therefore would most definitely not be able to make it to the party! Oh no! Devastating, and in true Victorian fashion, I know they're not Victorian, um, mm. but they're just. Same. It just fits. It just fits. The shoe fits. <clears throat> just change your era. Yeah. Everyone is highly worried and concerned about Harriet's sore throat. As sore throats can be deadly to young women, especially those who never suffer well with any health health risks or worries. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. She'll probably die. <laughs> That's you know they're perfectly healthy, and then they sneeze and they die. Yeah. That's what happens. And they are they do go on about it a lot. And how is her throat? Oh, it's, it's sore. It's quite a sore throat. Oh <laughs> goodness, like you caught. No, no, no. It's all very intense. And it's like guys, it is a sore throat. It's mm. fine. She- She'll get over it. Yeah. Like that bit in um, Bleak House yeah. when she has like chicken pox and they all fucking lose their shit. And they're like, she's repulsive. She's terrible. She'll never be able to go in the sunlight again. Oh, she's got a couple of crusty bits and they kind of healed. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least we didn't panic. <laughs> Lucky Mr. Perry was on hand to check her over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway. But none was more alarmed than Mr. Elton upon hearing this news. A sore throat! I hope not infectious! I hope not of putrid infectious sort! Has Perry seen her? Indeed, you should take care of yourself as well as of your friend! Let me entreat you to run no risks! Why does not Perry see her? (laughs) Calm down, Mr. Elton. And breathe. (laughs) Sore throat. Calm down. It's just going to be okay. You all right? It's been you sucking feel? too much pharmacock. What? <laughs> what? Oh, what? Um, but yeah, calm down. Mm. Anyway, this conversation takes place on the morning of the party. Mr. Elton has dropped into Hartfield and has since left to go check on Harriet and then he's going to get the carriage with them later. Um, and uh, Emma and Mr. Elton were overheard by John Miley, who after a few minutes um, in silence says, I never in my life saw a man more intent on being agreeable than Mr. Elton. It is downright labour to him where ladies are concerned. With men he can be rational and unaffected. But when he has ladies to please, every feature works. Mr Elton's manners are not perfect, replied Emma. But where there is a wish to please, or one ought to overlook, and one does not overlook a great deal, where a man does his best with only moderate powers, he will have the advantage over negligent superiority. There is such perfect good temper and good will in Mr Elton as one cannot put but value. Yes, said Mr. John Knightley presently, with some slyness. He seems to have a good deal of goodwill towards you. <gasps> Me! Lol. Yeah. Lol. Call it as you see it, pal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is quite funny. I kind of don't like him, but I also think he's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He's like that sassy bitch at a party, and you're like, oh my god, I do not want to get the wrong side with you, but I will bring the popcorn and watch you tear this person down. He is down. not that person. Oh. Wait for it. You oh. wish he was that person. Oh, no. He's not. I got excited. 
I know. He's not. Frank Churchill is. Ah, Frank Churchill. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. we, he, we don't meet him this episode, but mm-hmm. he, he is mentioned a bit later on. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yes, said Mr. John Knightley presently with some slyness. He seems to have a great deal of goodwill towards you. Me? Mm-hmm. She replied with a smile of astonishment. Are you imagining me to be Mr. Elton's object? Such an imagination has crossed me, I own Emma. If it never occurred to you before, you may well take it into consideration now. Mr. Elton in love with in love with me. What an idea! I do not say it is so, but you do well to consider whether it is or not, and to regulate your behaviour accordingly. Oh no! I know. I think your man is to him encouraging. I speak oh, fuck as a, off. I know. I speak to you as a friend, Emma. You had better look about you and assert uh, and ascertain what you do and what you mean to do. You better suck a fat one, my pal. I know. It's so victim blamey and annoying. Yeah, and like it is all your responsibility if he fancies you well, and you want to fucking wind it in, Emma. You want to fucking jump off a cliff onto a jagged rock and it needs to go up your ass. What? That happened to someone we know. My flatmate reminded me about that the other night. She was like, what if you jump off there? What if there's a big rock that goes up your ass? I was like, how have I forgotten this happened? <laughs> She's fine. She's fine. But a rock literally went up her asshole. And she jumped in a river. And a rock went up her ass. A pointy rock. And she wasn't okay for a while. And she was stuck on the rock. To like lift her off it. No. I presume, or maybe they called an ambulance. Blech. Either way, at one point she was lifted up off the rock with a great big Sorry. asshole. It's that bit in um, Hot Fuzz. Oh, <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> I'm gonna need some ice cream. <laughs> I mean, imagine in that moment if you had the forethought to say that. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> when you laugh oh, no like after you like have a cervical exam thing and they ask you to like cough I think, mm. I think it might be like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so obviously it's really annoying where he says it but on one some level given that he's an Edwardian man I can appreciate that he's being like Emma I think you're giving off the wrong signals and you don't want to be giving that vibe so mm. check yourself before he wrecks you. He wrecks you. <laughs> You'll wreck you. Yeah, you, babe. You ain't gonna wreck yourself because I know mm. it's not what you. This I ain't no victim blamer. Yeah. I'm putting words in his mouth. Yeah. But I. But get, it's a nuance of the time. Yeah, yeah. So I think I get that. That's where he's coming from. Yeah. Being like you're being very friendly to him mm. because you want him to get with your mate. Yeah. He's not reading it that way, baby girl. <laughs> baby girl, but open your eyes, baby girl. Yeah. So yeah, nuance of the time. Yeah. All right. But also very annoying. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So this conversation takes place... Uh, oh, yeah, we read that bit. So, yeah, but other people are cottoning on. But also, don't blame this on Emma, John. I get the... Yeah, but yeah, annoying. Anyway, the party draws closer. The cold, however, was severe. And by the time the second carriage was in motion... They had to take two carriages. Mm. Um, a few flakes of snow were finding their way down. And the sky had the appearance of being so overcharged as to want only a milder air to produce a very white world in a very Aww. short time. Aww. So magical. I want some fucking snow. I know. It rained early and it was magical. Anyway. It was fucking magical. So just um, the logistics of the two coaches. I don't... I'm guessing they only fit th- three people. Um, that seems silly. Oh, I suppose actually, no, they do fit four. Yeah, they fit four. But um, they're picking up Mr. Elton. Sorry, Katie's doing four by making two peace signs. Why do you think you're in the Spice Girls? <laughs> two, I'm very hot. Um, yeah, so each carriage fits four, but there's, there's a party of five, so it's... Awkward. Mr. Woodhouse, John Knightley, Emma and Isabella and Mr. Elton. 
So it's agreed that Mr. Woodhouse and Isabella are going to go together mm-hmm. and, Miss, and Mr. John and Emma will go and pick up Mr. Elton yeah, and they'll right. go together. Just so no one's left on their own. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then it means the two nervous people get to travel at a slower speed together. Yeah. Oh my God, my fucking nose. <laughs> Can't handle the hay fever, guys. It's too much. Mm. So yeah, they've gone in the two carriages. Mr. Woodhouse and Isabella in the first one, John and Emma in the second. Luckily, John is the epitome of Christmas spirit and he is just that party person you were hoping he would be. Oh, good. A man, he said, must have a very good opinion of himself when he asks people to leave their own fireside and encounter such a day as this for the sake of coming to see him. He must think himself a most agreeable fellow. I could not do such a thing. It is the great absurdity, actually snowing at this moment, Uh. the folly of not allowing people to be comfortable at home, Uh. the folly of people's not staying comfortably at home when they can. If we were obliged to go out such an evening as this, by any call of duty or business, what a hardship we should deem it. And here we are, probably with rather thinner clothing than usual, setting forward voluntarily, without excuse, in defiance of the voice of nature which tells man in everything given to his views or his feelings to stay at home himself and keep all under shelter that he can. Um, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here, but also, why are you wearing thinner clothes than usual? Like, why didn't you dress? They're party gear. But put an extra fucking coat on for the journey. Oh, because he's a moany prick. And like, well, if it's that vexing you that much, don't fucking come. Yeah. Like, I mean, I fully agree. I want to stay at home, but it's your choice to accept that invitation. Also, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. What's that for? Oh, it's, it's Friday show. night. Di- no, that's, oh. that wasn't very Christmassy. But in, yeah, in yeah. Um, Friday night dinner, it's like, it's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Go and apologise. But I don't like dragons. It doesn't matter. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, apologise. Sorry, Mum, I do still love dragons. Oh, oh. goodbye, Papa. <laughs> Sorry, Mum, I do still love dragons. <laughs> it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Go and apologise. You upset her. Upset Mum, to be fair. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't very Christmassy, John. It wasn't very Christmassy. I think this is why it irritates me because I was in a really Christmassy mood when I was reading it and he was pissing me off. I was like, look, it's Christmas. Just suck it up, okay? <laughs> just be nice. Make it nice. Literally, just enjoy the day. You've been invited <laughs> to a party. It's Christmas Eve. Stop making it miserable. <laughs> Hate it. This is all I care about in the world. You're ruining it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Emma's like, I didn't, it's not in first person, but it's like, Emma could not bring herself to respond. She did not trust herself to answer nicely enough. Like, Let it go, Emma. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Um, so, luckily, they pick up their final travelling companion. And Mr. Elton is buoyant and happy. And so much so that Emma assumes he must have heard that Harriet is feeling better. No, no mm. better. Terrible news, but let's all be married now. That's <laughs> your concern. Um, anyway. Sorry. Is, why is it Dad and the neighbours? So, oh, Dad's neighbours, um, you've got... I don't, know what to, I don't want to say names. I'm going to change names. You've got Peter and you've got Peter's mother-in-law. Peter's wife is dead. And um, Peter's mother-in-law is called Joe. <laughs> and um, and uh, anyway, Peter's really, really ill at the moment. And Katie was like, oh, and how's Joe? And um, Dad was like, yeah, she's really happy. <laughs> she's like, really um, cheery at the moment. Like, great. She's immortal. She is immortal. Joe is immortal. Yeah. So anyway, um, they arrive at Randall's, Mr. Weston's house, um, and the snow is falling around them. And as they pass into the house, Mr. John, who's now met up with yeah. his wife, mutters the following. Mm-hmm. 
My first enjoyment, said John lightly, as they passed through the swept the sweep gates, will be to find myself the sweep gates. The gates at the front of the house. Okay. Um, will be to find myself safe at Hartfield again. Uh, and I've written Fuck off, you're such a grinch. It's Christmas Eve, suck it up and be married. <laughs> You're ruining the mood! Yeah, he really annoyed me at this point. Mm. So, the party is about to begin. Shall we leave it there for today? And we'll come back and we'll finish off the party Ooh, next yes. week. Let's finish the party next week when hopefully it will be fucking cooler. <sighs> I wouldn't mind a bit of fun. What? I'm sorry, why is it yellow out I, I didn't want to like disrupt the podcast, but... Guys, it's like a nuclear, like, I mean, I know they talk about golden hour, but it's like there's been some kind of nuclear explosion outside. It's, it is yellow. It's like, it's like the Mexican filter they put in films. Yeah, <laughs> it is proper yellow out there. Are we going to die? I don't know. Guys, in the future, are we dead? Tweet us if we're dead. I mean, send us an Instagram. I'm fucking using Twitter. Yeah. We're dead. <laughs> Gosh, well, weird. thanks for listening, guys. If you've liked what you've heard, as always, check us out on socials. If you really like what you've heard and you thought, I'd like to treat those girls to a coffee or something, head over to our Patreon, maybe get involved over there. We've got extras, we've got funsies. And go and listen to the fucking owl who was afraid of the dark. It's delightful. And given the heat wave we're going through, we could all use a little bit more joy. Mm. Bye! <laughs> Bye! For fuck's sake. Bye.